The Super Speedway Podcast is a Dream Bigger Media production. For news, photos, show notes, and information about advertising on the podcast, visit www.thesuperspeedway.com. Three, two, one. Welcome to the Super Speedway. Thanks to all these fans that come out today on a Monday, man. This is awesome. Look at all these fans over here along the uh, along the fence. Hey, they say this is a tough place to pass, man. You started at the Ooh. back and you won by over nine seconds. You made it look easy. <laughs> I promise it wasn't easy. It was a lot of work. It was uh, it was tough, but uh, this race car, man, it was just incredible. Welcome to episode 106 of the Super Speedway Podcast, recorded Tuesday, May 17th, 2019. I'm your host, Eric Young. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, James Cush. James, we had a late race this weekend on Monday. We're here on Tuesday to talk about it. How's it going? Good, man. How are you? Good, good. Um, yeah, so got to got to watch the race on a Monday. Did you, you had a chance? I, I don't know if you watched it live. Probably not, right? Not live, no. Um I, whenever there's a race on a Monday, it's really tough. So I usually have the Twitter going just so <laughs> I can kind of keep tabs. And actually, uh, the NASCAR media did a pretty good job of like updates with a lot more. I, I noticed a lot more clips. Okay. I felt like during a Monday. So that was pretty helpful. So I was able to kind of keep tabs along that's, the way. That's the way to do it. See, I still have not done the whole try to follow it on Twitter, you know, and not watch it type of thing. I, I, kind of kept track of the first stage ish, um, at work. I watched I had it live playing next to me while I was working, went to lunch and caught the, and pretty much the rest of the first stage, um, went back to work, came home after work, caught the second stage and then had a, had a work meeting that I had to go to in the evening and then came home to start watching it and then ended up going to dinner and finally got to watch the end of the race last <laughs> night. So <laughs> you definitely watched it in chunks, that's for sure. Yeah, and you know what? I wanted to say um, that might have been why I was not as disappointed with this race as it seems like a lot of people were. Um, we'll we'll get to the talking about the race and everything, but I because I watched it in chunks, I think I was able to appreciate the race a little bit more than if I just sat through 400 miles straight through. Um, maybe it wouldn't have been quite as good to me. But uh, let's let's get to the the results first. Uh, Martin Truex Jr. gets a second win of 2019 dominates the last stage pretty much um, to get the win. Let's see. I should have been prepared here and had everything up in front of me, but I managed to click on the wrong thing. So uh, it's 21st victory, 488 monster energy NASCAR cup series starts um, second victory of the, of the year, seventh top 10 finish um, his third victory and 15th top 10 finish in 27 races at Dover. So Dover's not a bad track for Truex. It's also where he got, he won the Xfinity championship there. And did he win his first cup race there? First, yeah. First okay. cup race, driving the number one Bass Pro Shops DEI Chevy That's way back when. The way back machine. Yeah. Um, Truex leads 132 laps, uh, second only to Chase Elliott, who led 145 laps on the day. Um, those are the only guys with triple digit numbers. The only other one even close to him. Brad Keselowski led 58 laps on the day as well. Uh, Keselowski came home 12th. Uh, let's see. Chase Elliott was a able to muster a sixth place finish after very, or fifth place. Sorry. After pretty much yep. looking like the guy to beat in the first half of the race for the most part. Yeah. I really thought he was going to take that first stage 
and it just Larson was chipping away at him. And then, you know, it ended up being Logano at the end who kind of came almost kind of like he came out of nowhere late and, and got that stage. Yeah. Um, Larson did Larson things, finished third despite being right there, kind of on the He's edge. Really good. Didn't yeah. lead any laps, but was there. And uh, Alex Bowman, man, comes home with a second place finish. Both, I'll, I'll tell you, both Bowman and uh, and William Byron ran really well during the day too. Yeah, um, all the uh, all the Hendrick Chevys were pretty good. Johnson, uh, I know Johnson didn't finish as well, but he was in the mix for a little bit too. Well, at one point they were all in the top ten, which yeah. is not something we've said. <laughs> Right. You know, one with Chevy and one with with uh, with Hendrick. So it, I think, yeah, I think for them not getting the win, they'll take this. Um, yeah, they'll they'll take this every every, you know, every week for a little while, especially, you know, showing some speed. You had, you know, uh, uh, excuse me, geez, Elliot, Elliot was <laughs> pole center. I'm bumbling through. That's my, all right. I've already here. started doing that. tonight yeah. too. It's going to be one of those nights, guys. Uh, it is, yeah, and I'm still battling some sort of illness, as you guys can probably hear. So this is uh, week three of that. So anyway, Chase Elliott was the uh, was the pole setter, and then Byron was second. So man, they were they brought some fast pieces, and I, I think Hendrick Morsworth is probably really happy with the result. There was one point in this race that I just kind of felt like, man, we're seeing we're seeing that youth, you know, movement again that we haven't seen. You know, we we kind of. Hinted at it last year, like, oh my gosh, you know, it's it's coming. And then all the old guys kept winning. And right. yeah, Martin Truex did get the win, but you had Alex Bowman running well. Kyle Larson was up there. Chase Elliott was up there and dominating the first half of the race. Eric Jones was running well. William Byron was up there. Suarez was running okay. I mean, you had these guys. It, it For a while, it seemed like the guys that you expect to run up front just weren't there. Yeah, it was kind of a, it was just a weird Dover race, I felt like. But, you know, I we, we come off the quote unquote cookie cutters. Right. And it seems like we get a little bit of a, you know, it mixes up the field just a little bit. You, you know, Larson, I thought was a great example of, he's had a lot of bad luck this season, had a lot of bad runs, but he was searching for lines. Just looked like yeah. the Larson, you know, looked like the Larson from two years ago who was winning races. He was, you know, kind of all over the track, had a lot of speed. Um, and Chase Elliott, you know, continuing that momentum. Um, that was really good to see as well. You know, uh, he was pretty quiet the first part of the season, but you know, obviously the win at Talladega and he, you know, he came out, came out of the gates really strong at Dover with another good run. Dover is one of those tracks to me. That's like Pocono or Indy in that we don't run another track like this. There is not a track that you can go, Oh, that's like Dover, you know? Right. Yeah. So it's one of those races that is just an oddball and you kind of, you don't necessarily know what to expect. We didn't really know what to expect this week with this arrow package. Um, I kind of predicted last week, I don't know if I did it on the podcast, but kind of felt like it probably wasn't going to be the greatest race of, of the year. Um, and, and based on fan reaction, it wasn't, but again, no, and, dri and driver reaction. For yeah, that matter. yeah. Yeah. We'll get into that in a second here too. Um, but, uh, but I mean, again, we had guys up front that we, we haven't seen up front and, uh, again, Truex comes out and gets the win and spoils that, yeah. but still a lot like 2018 to me, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, James, you got here in the notes. Do we call this a win for Chevrolet? I think so. I think they showed a lot of promise today. They had a lot of guys up front. Um, didn't get the win that I think they want. They, I, you know, they want to win somewhere that's not a restrictor plate track, obviously. Right. Um, but, yeah, Chase Elliott's really showing us something right now, and, and Larson was really good. Um, and then we just talked about how great the Hendrick cars were all weekend. I mean, that's 
Um, that is the first. I, I don't. I can't recall. You know, Chase Elliott was was good last year. Um, he was kind of an outlier, though. I don't recall the Chevrolet contingent running as well as a as a group as they did as they did on Monday. Well, I feel like Chase Elliott is the proof that last year wasn't particularly a Chevy problem because Chase did run well. He did get wins did. last year. Yeah, but, he did. He came on strong after after that, you know, kind of breaking through at the Glen. And then, right. you know, obviously he won Dover and then he also won Kansas where we're heading next week. So, yeah, this might be a nice little sweet spot for him that he's in right now, too. Here's the only concern I have for the Chevys is I agree. This is definitely a win. I mean, anytime you've got what do we got, one, two, three, uh, four, four Chevys in the top ten. That's that's a pretty big uh, deal right now for Chevy. Yeah, they usually and usually they're stacked at the bottom of the top 10, if anything. Right. There there are, you know, they got, you know, three in the top five, which, you know, has been dominated by Ford and Toyota for the most part of two seasons. The problem that I have, though, is, is that this is a high downforce, high horse, horsepower track. You know, this isn't what we're going to see the most of the season. So we need yeah. to see him have speed there, too. We need to have see him have speed this weekend at Kansas. You know, at these tracks, Michigan, whatever, these tracks that are going to be the package that we see more this season. So um, to me, this is like winning at a restricted track. It doesn't matter because it's only a small fraction of of the actual races for the season. So, well, I think, you know, just to play devil's advocate with you, though, um, I think it does matter for the playoff stakes that that could come at later in the season at Dover. You you know, if Chase Elliott, for example, um, needs a win to advance or something late later, you know, I'm not sure I'm, I'm not looking at the schedule, but Dover's one of those later playoff races. Right. Um, you know, that could be a huge benefit to some of these teams who, you know, like you said, Eric, they, they might not be great at the mile and a half. So this might be one of those opportunities, you know, we're talking about Dover, maybe the Roval. Um, this is something to kind of keep an eye on, you know, you know, moving forward into the playoffs. Uh, you know, it's, it's hard to think about it. You, you would think, but we're already, you know, a quarter of the way done with the season almost. So, yeah. you know, it, it's there. Well, I guess we're over a quarter of the way actually. So yeah, we're, we're, you know, it's time to actually start thinking about it a little bit. Right. All right. Let's talk about the, uh, the big giant uh, pedigree dog food elephant in the room. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go M&Ms, but we were pedigree this weekend. He was pedigree. Yes. Yes. So Kyle Bush spoke out about this package as did, uh, did what is it? Bob Levine. Is that the guy's name? Yeah. Yep. Racing. Um, he spoke out about it as well. Basically, People weren't happy. Drivers weren't happy. Some fans weren't happy. Well, probably more fans than drivers um, with this package. They, they didn't like what what we saw. Um, Kyle Busch and Levine basically said the package sucks. And Steve O'Donnell was on Sirius XM earlier today and talked a little bit about it. And one thing I do want to point out that O'Donnell references in this, I'll play a little clip from it. Um, O'Donnell mentions the fact that Kyle this weekend set or tied the record for most top 10 finishes in a row with his top 10 finish this weekend at the track with the package that sucks. So yeah, 11 for 11, right, Eric? Is that where he's at right I, now? I'm, I I'm looking so. at it. I'm going to look at his stats really quick, but I'm pretty sure he's 11 for 11. Yeah. He's yeah. 11 for 11 with six top fives and three wins. Yeah. So that's, that's yeah. Crazy. Now Kyle historically is the guy that also said the package sucked in the car tomorrow when he won the first race at Bristol. So just, throwing all that out there for the little bit of information for you, but here's what, here's what O'Donnell had to say on Sirius XM earlier today. Well, I'd probably start with, uh, you know, didn't have the race he wanted. Uh, I'm not surprised at, at what he said. So, you know, I think what's unfortunate is, you know, you look at, he actually tied a, a record yesterday and 
And the question I'm asked is about his, his comments post-race. No, no disrespect to you, Pete. I asked the same question. I think you're right, you know, and, and his teammate was able to win and pass every car in the field. But, uh, you know, he chose to make the comments he did. So, you know, I think, you know, if you, if you look at the package, no matter what we've put out there, right, drivers always say it's hard to pass. And our comment back to that, I think, has always been that, uh, you know, these are the best drivers in the world, and it's going to be hard to pass them. Um, and, you know, I, I brought up before, right, that this is one of our most challenging tracks. So typically, you know, we see some challenges in, in passing at Dover. So, you know, talked about the last stage. I think that we would have liked to see a, a little bit closer uh, racing certainly in the last stage, but you know, also don't want to take anything away from from Truex and and what his team was able to do. So, all right, so I'm gonna go with a little bit of information here before as we start this discussion. So I decided to look at some stats uh, after hearing this clip and 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 hearing Kyle's comments and and whatnot. So this weekend's Dover race, Kyle Busch was ranked second in quality passes on the day. Kyle Busch had 45 quality passes, as NASCAR calls it, according to their stats. This is based on their loop data around the track. Um, Alex Bowman was number one with 48 quality passes. Uh, Martin Truex Jr., who came from the back, by the way, to win the race, he was ninth with, let me go across the line here, 32 quality passes. So Kyle Busch, 45 quality passes. His average at Dover International Speedway for quality passes, he is number one on the average list, is 25.3. So <laughs> I'd say Kyle did pretty good in the passing department. So I really don't know what he's complaining about. Other than the fact, as O'Donnell notes, Kyle sucked on the day. I mean, he really, he wasn't a contender. He has yeah. not. Yeah, exactly. For him. He hasn't been a contender in the spring race at Dover for a long time. And I I don't know how you can argue with those stats. Yeah. I mean, he's <laughs> obviously fast, right? He's right. bringing, you know, he's bringing a ton of speed. He's able to make a lot of passes and maybe, maybe where his, you know, his frustration may lie is when he got up to the, you know, elite part of the field, he maybe bottlenecked, you know, around the, around the track and couldn't, you know, couldn't, make any progress. I think it's just that Kyle hasn't gotten to run an Xfinity race in a few weeks. So he's feeling like he, he hasn't passed enough cars. That might be. That <laughs> might be. Yeah. I mean, he dropped his season average finish down to five after, after uh Monday. So yeah, I, I don't know. I, I understand that he gets frustrated. Um, <laughs> I, if I were him, I don't know, because the way he's been running this year, wouldn't you just tiptoe around? You might not like the package, but boy, you're really good at it. Yeah. Wouldn't you just like you know, the rules of each track? Wouldn't you just kind of lay low and just take it for the season? I don't know. Well, I mean, that's what do you, that's I mean, not, you, that's not Kyle, which is, I think is well, why the people true. that like Kyle like Kyle. Well, yeah. I, you yeah. know, I don't, I don't know about you, James, but I didn't feel like there was, I, let's put it this way. I had such low expectations for this race that the tr the race exceeded my expectations. I was actually pretty satisfied with the passing. I was impressed with the fact that they could pass without running into each other, or running into the wall. I thought it was a decent race. I mean, yeah, Truex ran away with it at the end and maybe it's a testament to Fox doing a good job of not following Truex and following the battles in the field. But I felt like I saw passing. I don't know what everybody's complaining about really. 
Yeah, I, is everybody just having like Talladega withdrawals? Is that right. where we're at? It's I, Dover. I, Dover is not a yeah. big passing track. It's just not. And I was expecting a one groove around the bottom. And yes, if you looked at the track, the groove was heavier at the bottom, but people were running up high. People were running in the yeah. middle. It, right. I and think I it was think a better race than what it could have been. These these drivers don't like the high corner speeds. Right. They never have. They, they never will. And, you know, if they think that they're going too fast to the corners, we're, we as the fans are going to hear about it. Right. It's just the way it is. And, you know, to, to be on Kyle's side here, though, Kyle is a champion in this sport and has every right to go out there and make his voice heard. Yeah. I, I don't mind. I don't mind it. You know, as long as it's not every week. But here's bashing, bashing, that's bashing, the bashing. problem, though. That's the problem. <clears throat> Kyle bitches about the package that allows you to run up on each other and you can't race. You can't spread out. You can't. And then now here's this one where now you can spread out. You have some horsepower. You can't pass. It's tough to pass. Yeah. And he's complaining about this one. It's like, okay, make up your freaking mind. Yeah. The, and he's just, the he's thing just is, fr- is everybody honestly, and, and you know what, James, I've, I've had some, some <laughs> thoughts on all this stuff over the past couple of weeks. The, the supercross season wrapped up this year and supercross again, I've referenced this all the time. Supercross is gimmicky enough. They do all kinds of silly things in their season. But their point standings are pure point standings. They don't do stage racing. They don't do, you know, when if if the the ch- points leader doesn't make it out of the heat race and make it out of the last chance race into the final, guess what? They don't race. They don't cheapen anything with that stuff. And I feel like we're we keep cheapening stuff with with our sport. It's like you know, again, I love this point system. I think it's great. But does it cheapen the end result? Yes, it does because the champion isn't like it used to be and the stage racing does it cheapen it yes it does it's is it more entertaining yes i agree do i want them to change it back no i don't but let's stop complaining every time something isn't just freaking spectacular right just let the race happen (laughs) god that's a really good soapbox i I didn't mean to step on you um But, you know, you bring up a good point, too, though. If it's not the drivers complaining, my God, it's the fans. Right. And it's one or the other every single week. Everybody just let's let's put it this way. Here's the deal. There's always a tangent, right? There's always a tangent. Here's the deal. This is the package we have this season. Shut up and watch the racing. Just race it. Yeah, (laughs) it is what it is. Next year, we can change it. Obviously, we're going to know in a couple of weeks what we're looking toward next for next year. Yeah, this this is the hot thing of the week this week. Last week, it was don't interview the drivers at the start finish line. That's yeah. the big thing NASCAR fans are squealing about. And now it's, you know, now what the hell is up with that? You know, I, I'd like to start, I love I the start finish line interview. Yeah, people love th- it. I don't know. And I, I think know, Fox are. is doing it right because at least they're not doing the same awkward interview in victory lane like NBC was. Fox right. is doing the the booth interviews of in Victory Lane. That's great. I love that. That's awesome. I'd like to try this week to start the new tangent and really get people on board with that thing that Kyle's trying to grow on his face <laughs> and get people out as outraged as I am about that. <laughs> That's not a beard. I don't know what. Have it you is. heard what happened? I have not heard what happened, but boy, is it bad. Kyle talked about it. He talked about it. I don't remember where I saw it, but basically he went to the West Coast swing and forgot his razor. And he didn't shave and then he did well. And he's like, okay, I'll just keep it. And so he's continuing to do what he's doing. It's really bad. I mean, (laughs) right. It's really bad. I don't know. I don't, I don't care what they have on their face. Shoot. I was a Kyle Petty fan when Kyle Petty had a freaking ponytail down to his rear. Kyle can't, Kyle can't buy a razor. (laughs) (laughs) 
Maybe that's, he's, a, that's cockamamie. I don't know. He's probably, you know, he's got to buy a Gillette because of the Young Guns thing back in the day. So, I mean, maybe they didn't have any Gillettes there. I don't know. Who knows? Hopefully NASCAR fans. When's the last time up? you've been on the West Coast, James? Maybe the Razors are different out there. Oh, I've never been on the West Coast. There no. you go. So you no. don't know. Yeah, I, I don't go past uh, I don't go past Indiana, man. <laughs> That's it. That's as far as I'm 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 too scared to go out that far. Man, you need to branch out. California's I'm great. I'm just <laughs> I'm just stuck here in the Midwest. It's all I love. It's all I know. All right. So what else? Winners and losers on a day. Who we got? Oh boy. Well, we talked about a lot of the winners. Yeah. Um, I mean, William Byron really sticks out to me. Eric Jones. Nobody really jumps out to me as losers. I mean, Denny Hamlin kind of had a yeah, crappy day. Yeah, but he was day. having issues. Right. And we'll, we'll talk about those maybe here in a second. But, yeah, he had some issues. Uh, gosh. I yeah. mean, really, it's kind of like the guys you expect to be up front were Stenhouse, kind of up front. Yeah, Stenhouse was actually sounded like he was running pretty good early on. And then he had some issues, got caused a caution. Yeah. Ricky Spinhouse. <laughs> so that happened. Uh, yeah, man, no, nobody's really sticking out. I think uh, – Actually, I think a 17th place finish for Paul Menard's probably as well as he's been doing. Yeah, Ryan Newman. I think that's notable. Yeah. Both yeah. Ryan notable. Newman's been running really good. And, you know, uh, you, you talked about the horsepower thing. Ryan Newman had cranked out a couple of top tens and then we, you know, we upped the power and we're, we're back down to 18th. So, yeah, um, yeah, that's something to keep an eye on with, with Roush Fenway. Uh, but yeah, that's about it, man. It was, you know, some new guys in the top 10 and, and some of the old guard kind of slipping back a little bit, but, but still Truex, uh, Truex at the top. So I want to point out again that this is the only thing that could be better than this for Alex Bowman is to win because I mean, obviously it's second place. So the only thing better than second place is to win, but this is basically a win for Alex Bowman. This Yeah. He needs, he needs it. Yeah. He needed, he needed it. He needed this run. An interesting stat that, that Fox put out this during the race and then put it out like 48 more times because that's what we do on TV is <laughs> that Alex Bowman has apparently finished in every position in the field from second to 43rd, except for first, which is kind that's of interesting. <laughs> That's really great. I wonder how many drivers have actually done that. I don't know. I don't know. I think it'd be pretty tough. The, is that the equivalent of hitting the cycle in baseball or something? I don't know. Probably. You know how you would... I would. I would assume most have not done that because Alex has had. You know, he ran the field filler. You know, area for a while, so he's got yeah, those. He got the thirties and, and you know exactly covered. Yeah. yeah. Usually the. I mean, I, I guarantee you, like a Denny Hamlin or Kyle Busch or whatever, they've got they've got some fortieth. You know, thirty eighth. You know, that sort of thing. But you're not going to see a Kyle Busch finish in like 29th, 32nd, you know, in that range. Yeah. This is, I bet you they don't they've never he's never finished there. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. So, it's interesting. That's good. I like but, that. Yeah. But thanks to Fox for going it over it and over yeah. it and over it. <laughs> so yeah. just beat it to death. Yeah. Anything else before we put the race in the rear view? Uh, I think that's it, man. I think that's it. We got a short week. They're on. uh on to Kansas now. Yeah, we run a Saturday night race after a Monday race. Oh, you know, I wanted to point that out. You know, Truex, this is the reason I used the clip that I used in the beginning uh, was because Truex referenced the crowd at Dover. Um, I personally, if I would have watched that race not knowing what day it was, I would have th- thought that was a Sunday crowd. Yeah, I thought it, it was good. a really good crowd good. for a Monday crowd. Yeah. Good I, for them. Yeah. And I don't know if yeah. they've pulled that many seats out of that place that it just you know, that the, the crowd that was there was able to fill in enough to where it looked decent. I mean, it wasn't great, but it wasn't any less than what we've seen at other tracks that there there weren't any more empty seats. So, 
um, yeah, awesome that the fans, I mean, I know the weather was threatening all week, so it wasn't a big surprise. I'm sure a lot of people plan that in their schedule, but, uh, but good on them for, for being able to fill that place. And NASCAR did everything they could do to try to get that thing in. We had cars on the track ready to go on Sunday and then the rain fell and they had to park them. And once they parked, it was over. So, yep. but, uh, I think all around it, it worked out well. Monday weather was beautiful. Absolutely perfect. So it's, it's good to see. So, yeah. Um, let's talk some news, James. There's not a whole heck of a lot to talk about. Um, yeah. let's start with the, uh, the millennial car for, uh, yeah, you and I are going to get into it on this one. <laughs> the Kevin Harvick millennial car. Well, I went on Reddit and did some reading on it too, to see what everybody else thought and see if you were the lone whiner on this car. And oh. I'm sad to say that I think you are. Um, really? I think so. Everybody seemed to be pretty happy with the fact that they made, made good on it. So if you missed it back at Homestead, Bush beer put out a thing on Twitter that they were so confident that, that uh, Kevin Harvick was going to win the race, that if he didn't, they'd run this God awful millennial car that had all these like millennial internet phrases and stuff on it. It was pretty terrible. Um, and of course, as we know, Harvick did not win the championship. And so Bush hinted earlier this year that they were going to run the car. And then we heard that it was going to run at um, the all-star race. And then this week we got to see it. There's a, there's a link in the show notes to show it to you if you want to check it out if you haven't seen it yet. James doesn't like it. James, why don't you like it? Because it's not authentic to the original. <laughs> That's it. That's I my like it. Beef. I mean, I think it's, you know, I get it. The the number is the normal style of the number, and the Bush beer logo is the normal logo on the front. But, you know, I, I get it. Corporate got a hold of it, and they, they ruined it, and I put air quotes around it. it. I agree it with that. But I think this is faithful enough to the original concept and still allow the branding to work that I'm very satisfied with this. Ah. I love it. I think it's great. I just think that it's cool. I remember a day or a time back, and I don't remember who it was, who was even in the cars, if it was Junior and Rusty or if it was Junior and Kurt or who it was. But I remember one of the beer companies tried to, between Budweiser and Miller, tried to do a thing where whoever finished above who the other driver would run their paint scheme on their car. And I don't remember which one was, I think I feel like it was Miller that was putting it up and it was bud that said, uh-uh, we're not doing that. Yeah. That sounds like a Miller thing. And I was really disappointed by that. So the fact that they've actually carried through on this and done something of the sort is almost as good as the Kyle Busch pink rainbow car that he ran in the Xfinity series. Actually, I think it's better because the Kyle Busch pink rainbow car that ran was an Xfinity series race and not a cup series race where it should have been. Cause it was a cup car in the commercial. So I'm happy. Yeah. I like it. I mean, it's a fine looking ugly car. You know, if you like, <laughs> if you're into ugly looking, it's better than uh, it's, it's a better ugly car than what Corey LaJoy was running earlier this year. Oh, I love Corey LaJoy's car too. With his face on there. But <laughs> uh, I thought when they said they were going to run, the, here's my, here's my beef. It's my only beef. When they said they were going to run that car, I thought they were going to run that car, that paint team. I assumed Bush would slap a logo on there, but it's mostly Bush logos. It says Bush AF on the front, man. It's got emojis on. God. It's awful, but it's great. Just don't be just, a hater. I had my hopes up. I had I set the bar too high. I I forget that corporate America is going to ruin everything at, at some point. And they typically do it's not ruined though it'd be ruined if they said he couldn't run it it's better than nothing. i guess yeah it's better than nothing i win 
You do. You did. You that, did win this one. That can, seems you, to be the 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 consensus. I can still on be grumpy about it. I can concede that you won, but I'm still, <laughs> I can still be grumpy. Like I said, that seems to be the consensus on Reddit. People are pretty happy that they're at least carrying through with it because honestly, they. I mean, they didn't have to at all. They could have completely just ignored that it ever occurred, deleted the tweet, and everybody would have forgotten about it by now. So I'm yeah, glad they and they're going to run it in the worst race of the season in the all-star race. So, yeah. I mean, it's kind of fitting. You get the <laughs> ugliest car in the worst race and you're good to go. Hey, the all-star race was good last year. Well, we talked about it and we liked it. Well, that's revisionist history. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll pull the audio, James. I'll pull the audio. I think I was putting up a fight. If I remember correctly. <sighs> yeah, I'm pretty sure you were. You were hating I'm on usually, it because you hate on yeah, everything. I, yeah. I, well, somebody's got to keep you in check. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the optimistic one usually, and James is hating on it. And every once in Which a while, is, we reverse roles. But yeah, I think in, in life, I may be more optimistic. I, you are, definitely are. Yeah. But when it comes to this kind of stuff, it's like a role reversal. It's weird. <laughs> it is really weird. I just like to be opposite of you anyway, so that's part yeah, of it. Yeah, it's more fun. And we're not we don't do that we don't do that enough. Right. By the way. Yeah. It usually ends up that we end up with the same opinion and that's not fun. So we have to yeah, we have to get near a fist fight at some point. There you go. I think that would be very interesting. That might be pushing it a little bit, but Yeah, I don't want to fight you. We're on Skype, so it'd be really hard to do. So I guess right. it's okay. We could just be, be mad at each other, maybe hang up in the middle of the podcast. That'd be entertaining. I, I would definitely post that audio. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't as the keeper of the audio, I'm surprised you haven't burned me at some point with our pre <laughs> our pre rates uh, or our pre podcast audio, which yeah. usually would land me in trouble. Well, with someone. it would land me in trouble usually as well. So it's just best. If my and... wife heard the way I talk. Before we started the podcast, oh. <laughs> well, guess what I'm putting at the end today. Anyway. Right. <laughs> um, let's see a little bit more news. We hinted at it already. Uh, Denny Hamlin was actually suffering from carbon monoxide poisoning during the and at the end of the uh, race on Monday. Um, I don't know, there's really a whole lot else to say with that, but uh, ended up getting treatment after the race. Anything to add to that, yeah, James? No, that's scary. It's a nice, well, not nice isn't the right word, right. but it's a it's a reminder that what these guys do not it's not only like dangerous in regards to crashing, right? But these are like metal machines that are pushing out. <laughs> exhaust fumes and all this other stuff. And yeah, it's still a dangerous sport. Even something like this that you don't, you don't think of can affect these guys. I don't think people get really take enough time. The problem with our sport is that these guys drive cars and all of us drive cars. You know, we're used to driving cars. It's no big deal. Yeah. But the type of cars that they drive, I just don't think that there's enough of an understanding, even for the diehards in the sport. Oh, it's a meat blender, man. Yeah, you're it you're really talking. Is. I mean, this is you're talking 120 degrees or more in this car, and you're like, oh, they have cool suits. No, they have a hose that blows, you know, semi cool air into their helmet, and that's the relief that they get. And half the time, that doesn't work. And if it does work, they'd rather the crew chief would rather plug the hole up that the air is coming in through, so they get better arrow than to run that anyway because it slows the car down. And you know, not only that, but you've got the heat from the. I mean, everything. Your car has so much, you know, padding and insulation and all that stuff that's in the floorboards between you and the motor to keep you from feeling anything off of that motor. If you've ever been in a truck, like pulling a trailer and you feel the transmission get hot, 
that's like normal in these cars. Like there isn't any of that stuff there. That's all weight that they don't want to have. So there's, yep. there's no comfort to this whatsoever. If you ever sat in a racing seat, they're not comfortable at all. And you, you can't move. And then the, the G forces that you feel in these turns, let me tell you, I, I posted the video last year, did the pace car ride at Michigan international speedway last year with Richard Childress driving. We did one thirty on the straightaways and we were going about a hundred in the corners and this is Michigan. It's a two mile track. This is a big wide turn track that you probably have the least amount of G's on of any other track on the circuit, especially compared to like Dover, for example. And I'll tell you what, it was freaking amazing how much it was throwing you into the seat and how hard it was to actually sit upright going around these corners. It looks like on TV, like it's just a nice smooth ride. You just cruise around, but it throws you in the seat. There's these conditions that these drivers deal with is crazy. And then add to it being sick or suffering from carbon monoxide issues. It's nuts. Yeah. It's, I mean, (laughs) you've, you, you paid it perfectly. It's, it's miserable. Why would you want to do this? Yeah, we, I know. We forget about that stuff, though. Seriously, you stand know. stand next to a car on pit road when it's running and feel the heat coming off of it. Now, better yet, go sit in your black car with the windows down, not moving. Don't run the air. Don't run anything. Just sit in the car on an 80 or 90 degree day and tell me how hot you are just sitting there. Now, right. tape everything off and generate more heat in there. And that's what you're dealing with. I mean, it's... Yeah. it's- it's intense, man. That's yeah. why Jimmy Johnson compared driving a race car in a marathon so so similarly. It puts your body through just a vicious, you know, cycle of stuff. Yeah. That you got to deal with. Do you have to be an athlete? Do you have to be, you know, super fit to drive one of these things? No, you don't. But you're going to deal with it better if you are. Right. You know, it's it's a reason. There's a reason Jimmy Johnson's got 83 wins and seven championships. Exactly. Sitting in one of these cars for Jimmy Johnson, the athlete is going to be a lot better, a lot more comfortable for him than it is for, you know, Jimmy Spencer, for example. Right. But both can do it. But it's just, you know, it's Tony Stewart, the great exception. Yeah, maybe. I mean, Tony, (laughs) Tony was actually actually fit for a while. Yeah. He was pretty good. You know, when he geared it up, he was in pretty good shape. Yeah. When he was on the subway diet, hanging with Jared, he had the subway sponsorship. He was doing good. Then he got the Burger King sponsorship back and things went downhill and then he retired. So (laughs) (laughs) wait, the complete opposite way. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So the big news for the week though, James, I know you've been dying to hear the news. Apparently Danica Patrick posted on her Instagram Got everybody in a tizzy because they thought she might be pregnant, but guess what? She's not. Now you can rest easy knowing that Danica Patrick is not pregnant. Listen, I'm just happy that Aaron <laughs> Rodgers isn't reproducing sons uh, that can all kick, kick the lion's butt every, <laughs> twice a year. Yeah. That's the big thing. There you go. We don't need any more Aaron Rodgers playing quarterback. No, Danica. We haven't talked about Danica in a long time. I know Boy. that's the only reason I put it in here. I don't want to. I don't want to dwell on this at all. As a matter of fact, we've already spent too much time on it. Is it? Are we? Is our podcast being purchased by uh, by E? Is that? <laughs> it could be. Or TMZ. Maybe that's what we need to like get the the listenership. Maybe we need to move start to doing those... gossip. Yeah, we'll start doing NASCAR gossip. I could make up so much stuff. I mean, that's all they do. They just make stuff up. So, yeah. I, I could do, do that. that. I mean, probably need better lawyers than what we have, though. Well, the problem is, though, 
well, no, maybe it's not a problem. People would believe a lot of this stuff after what Kurt Bush went through a couple years ago. Yeah. Uh, I mean, anything is possible. Yeah. I mean, some of the stuff we wouldn't even have to make up. <laughs> I know it would probably just happen. Yeah. All right. Joey Logano would be reading the paper or, you know, listening to the podcast and he'd be like, what the heck? And Hey, sure. speaking of Joey Logano, Joey Logano went in the stands and signed autographs during the rain delay again. How awesome yeah, is that? Cool. This guy's the cool champ. Yeah. <laughs> that's he, great. He is the man. No, he's a nice dude, man. Yeah. You can't say anything bad about Joey. He's pretty genuine. He he's is. kind of a dork, but he's a genuine dork. Exactly. He he owns it, too. Like, he's totally good with it. Yeah, that's, I mean, own it. Yep. I love it. There you go. All right. Kansas Speedway this weekend. It's the Digital Ally 400, apparently, because that's what you put in the show notes. Yeah, that's what it's, uh, that's what the internet told me. <laughs> We're back to the uh, the aero duck low down or low Power. horsepower whatever aero package thing that we works. got. Yeah, so back to that stuff. We'll see. I think Kansas is going to be the best example, especially at this point in the season, of what we're going to see a little bit more now. We're back to the traditional mile and a half track. We ran the first one at Vegas, but nobody really knew what they were getting. Um, Kansas has been a kind of a treacherous track lately, although it was pretty clean in the, in the fall last year. Um, but otherwise it's been pretty treacherous. So we'll see what happens this weekend. It could be a lot of big wrecks there. Yeah. Big hard wrecks, weird wrecks. Yeah. You've, we've had cars airborne and stuff like that. And people hurt. I mean, it's been a while since we've had anybody hurt. Thank God in the sport period. Um, I guess Kyle Busch, probably the most recent, like notable one back at Daytona a few years ago. Yeah. Um, but you know, we, I mean, this is the race that ended Sterling Marlin's chance at the championship was Kansas Speedway. So, yeah. Uh, let's see, James, you get the first pick, I believe, according to what you put in the notes and I'll believe anything yeah. that's written down. So who's your uh, pick? I'm going Penske okay. and I'm going Ryan Blaney. I'm wow. going back to, yeah, it's time. He's got to get a win for Penske. Go that's Ryan Blaney. Interesting. That's a really it's pretty good. One. It's been pretty good there. He's got eight starts and five top tens. Um, not the best statistical driver that I could have picked, but I like what Penske's doing and possibly his time. Interesting. <laughs> um, I am going to go a little further back in the statistics from you, and I'm going to stick with momentum. And uh, I guess it's not that much of a stretch because he's got to win there, but I'm going Chase Elliott. So Yeah, that's good. Yeah, he's probably 1A pick right now uh, other than you know guys to mention though kevin harvick uh 26 races and a 9.7 average finish so that's yeah. pretty stout yeah that many races three wins but again it's uh, a different package so that's kind of yep. who knows? yeah we don't know but we what we do know is fords have been fast and you know chase elliott's on he's running well so and he won last fall i am gonna go i get dark horse pick first i'm gonna go way out on a limb here and not look at statistics at all, but I'm going to stick with the momentum theme, and I'm going to go Alex Bowman as my dark horse. That is a really good one. Really good one. Uh, a driver who's been pretty good here for me um, as of late, I'll go Austin Dillon. Nice. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah. Yep, and he's run pretty fast with this package, for relatively fast. Yeah where he usually is. So yeah, it doesn't surprise yeah. me. I mean, Dylan's a restrictor plate racer. He's always been good on the restrictor plates. I think this package we've kind of discussed is kind of the closest you can get to restrictor plate without having restrictor plate. So, and they won't be lifting too much at Kansas, right? No, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be pretty there's wide a lot open. of grip. There's a lot of grip there. There's a lot of grip there. There's enough banking there. It's going to be pretty wide open. Yeah. I was kind of hoping Brendan Gaunt was running. He's uh second on the average finish list at 10.0, <laughs> yes. but he's got one, <laughs> one career start one there. Race. <laughs> yeah. One race. 
One race, one top 10. That might as well hey, not come back, right? That's what he does, yeah. Yeah. Uh, any shout-outs, James, this week? I do not, actually. It's been a pretty quiet week. Oh, you know what? I do want to do one more shout-out because we shouted him out last week, and I got a response from him. Uh, Baron Raceway, that is actually the, the way it's pronounced. He confirmed. Yeah, we brought it up last week. Yep. So Baron Raceway on uh, Instagram, uh, if you missed last week's podcast, we talked about it. He, uh, it's a model for a 0.4 mile, 164 scale model racetrack, uh, pretty neat. And so I chatted with him a little bit. He is planning on going to Chicago speedway this year for the, the summer race there. Um, my plan at this time is to be there as well. So I'm going to try and hook up with him in Chicago. If I do go to go out there cool. and maybe get, uh, do a little interview, get him on the podcast. So, yeah. And we were speculating he was a Michigan guy and sure enough. Yeah. Yep. Michigan guy. There you so, go. So there you go. The awesome. Mitten State, strong. Yep. So if you didn't check them out last week, go to if you go to thesuperspeedway.com, you'll find our show notes and just look at last week's show notes and the link will be in there to his Instagram page. Uh, pretty cool deal. And he's been updating it, adding some things. He put a Chase Elliott doing the burnout in there after winning yesterday. So um, pretty cool. Check it out. Yeah. Uh, James, Fantasy League. Let's talk about the Fantasy League because I forgot to pick my drivers again for yeah. the second week in a row. And Sheesh. I finished fifth as a result, despite picking the winner. Not and, not terrible. Not no, terrible. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, so I it's had only ten week. points above last. So right, exactly. Uh, so I had a pretty good week. Actually, everybody on the league had a pretty good week. There wasn't much separation. Uh, yeah. but Ranger Runyon's our winner, two thirty three. I was second, two thirteen, and Scoters was third, two oh four. So that puts our overall standings. I'll just do top three for now. Uh, Freight Train at 1956, Justin 713, 1948, and Rage Runyon continues to storm the leaderboard. He is third now, 1922, <laughs> so really close at the top, and then you and I are fighting it out um, <laughs> at the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> or near the bottom. Yeah, Scoters is below us, but that's it. That's it, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, and actually Ranger reached out to me on Twitter, and he's like, sorry, man, close but no cigar, and I was like, <laughs> yeah, well... Don't want to get me too prideful on the fantasy league. Keep right. kicking my butt, man. That's that's what it's all about. <laughs> nice. I you know I guess it's supposed to be like we're not supposed to win our own league, right? That would be like conflict of interest or something. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna admit that we're letting guys win. Right. That's not absolutely not what's going on. Well, we are legitimately getting our butts kicked, which here's, is great. Well, I'm yeah I'm not intentionally letting other people win. <laughs> <laughs> oh god i'd never do that but when i i it's, mean listen it is uh, happening but i'm not intentionally doing it yeah i mean i am a legitimate starting park <laughs> at this at this thing at this point so yeah i'm not gonna get away I, I don't anticipate winning any races at this point it's been so bad yeah but i was feeling pretty good about myself i could have got a couple of bonus points i might have been there but it's this, all right i i haven't used the sound effects in a while this is this is my fantasy season there you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else, James, before we head on out of here? I think we're a think little, that's we're it, a little quick this week. That's all right. Not much I, news yeah. to talk about after Dover. It was pretty quiet. Oh. Well, and we got a quick turnaround, like we said. We're going yeah. Monday, and you know we're or we're doing. We usually don't do the podcast one day after a race, but right. kind of the way it's been, and you know, I'm sure we'll have some news coming out later this week. Just you know, keep an eye on the tw on the old Twitter, and and it'll come out. So there you go. Uh, James, we're going to find you on social media if they want to keep an eye on the Twitter. See, look at that transition. Yeah. We are pros. I, 
I know, I know. So good. Uh, <laughs> at James Kush on Twitter. You can find me at T Super Speedway on Twitter. You can find the podcast on Facebook at facebook.com slash the super speedway. As I mentioned, you can find us on the web at thesuperspeedway.com. You'll find the show notes on there, links to the articles we've talked about, links to past coverage, uh, photos, things like that from the track. Uh, hopefully, uh, well, definitely in a couple of weeks, I'll be at Michigan for the, the June race. Um, just a couple weeks away there, so I'll have coverage from that. Haven't decided exactly what that coverage is going to look like yet, whether it's going to be photo or writing or a mix or whatever. Um, but keep an eye on that. That'll be coming in hopefully Chicago and the other Michigan race as well. Uh, and Kentucky. Don't forget Kentucky. Kentucky's definitely happening. Michigan has definitely happened. Chicago is the only one that's up in the air right now. So uh, you can find the podcast on there as well. Find the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud, uh, wherever you listen to us today. We hope that you subscribe and continue to do so. If you want to become a part of the show or help contribute, uh, become a patron at patreon.com slash the super speedway. Let's see. We go to the digital ally, ally or alley, ally, right? Digital ally. Something like that. Yeah. 400 yeah. at Kansas Speedway. <laughs> This weekend, uh, we'll be back next week to talk about it. And uh, until then, everybody, let's go racing. <laughs>